Yeah, yes. Didn't quite know what you had on. Good morning. You're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, New Haven's home for community radio. I'm Mubaraka Ibrahim, and this is Mornings with Mubaraka, and we want to welcome you to the show today. We are streaming live on newhavenindependent.org, on the New Haven Independent Facebook page, as well as the Fit Muslimah Facebook page. And I want to welcome you to the show today. You are listening to Mornings with Mubaraka, where we talk about national issues on a local level through a lens of diversity. So today we are going to start our Black History Month series. Now y'all know that I always say Black History Month is great, but I'm Black 365 days a year, but we're going to still get into it, right? So I'm really excited because throughout this month, each week, I am going to specifically have guests on to talk about issues within the Black community. So we are going to talk about economics. We're going to talk about parenting. But today, we are talking about Black love. And you know that's one of my favorite topics because I love Black people and I love love. I am a romantic at heart. So when we talk about Black love and Black marriage, there are lots of different sort of kind of mixed messages, right? So on one hand, we hear that, you know, Black women are not getting married. We hear that there's a high divorce rate. We hear that uh, Black people are marrying outside of their race. And all of those things may be true. But we also have to recognize that 86% of Black men actually have Black wives. And 94% of Black women who are married are also married to Black men. So when you talk about Black love, we are talking about those. And that is what we're going to focus on today. And today, as our radio show guest, that's going to help us navigate and find out how to get Black love, how to strengthen Black love, how to restore Black love. We have that Clay couple, Hassan and Naila Clay. Thank you so much for joining me. Welcome to the show. Thank, you, uh, thank you. We are so excited. Awesome. So if you are not familiar with um, Hassan and Naila Clay, um, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about them. So um, just as a side note, if you can hold the phone a little closer to you, Hassan and Naila, so that way that we can hear you live stream okay awesome it is now you're doing good we can hear you live stream on the radio so if you are not familiar with hassan and naila clay then you need to look up the hashtag you're going to go to your social media and you are going to hashtag that clay couple because they are awesome in giving advice and um information about marriage so Hassan and Naila Clay is an example of iconic love and have been dubbed the Aussie and Ruby D of counseling. With clients on five continents, their work has been shared internationally via ebooks, social media, radio shows, and gone viral. Their clients boast a divorce rate of less than 2%, and that's significant, y'all, because you know we over 50% in the United States for a divorce rate. To date, no couple who have completed their premarital course has divorced. 
They're highly sought after for clarity on real life, but don't talk about that issues. Mm -hmm. Many shy away from because um, if it can happen, then the clay couple has likely seen it already and will break through the lies, secrets folks keep to keep the truth and, um, and to bring a resolution. So welcome. So, so before we start, I want to clarify. So Hassan and Naila Clay, they are both marriage counselors and they are married. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> so they um, I, I think that that's important because, you know, when you go to a dentist and they got bad teeth. <laughs> <laughs> that gives you a little less trust, right? If you go to a personal trainer and they overweight, that gives you just a little bit less trust. So I think that that's important. <laughs> so thank you two so much for joining us. So when we talk, so the first, what I want to kick off our conversation and talking about is let's talk a little bit about um, just the idea of people finding love, what are some of the, when you talk to people who are not married, who are looking for that one, what are the things that people tend to look for that they don't need to, right? As opposed to how do you find it? Okay. Typically what we, what people look for is we call it the, the match.com list. You know, the list that says, I want someone who's caring and kind and generous and God-fearing and pretty much all of the words all say the exact same thing. I mean, you can find this person at the grocery store or you can find someone who claimed to be this person at the grocery store. You know, we, we look for, you know, well, I want someone who's who's like this and who's like this and who's like this and whatever this is. And we're not always realizing that you may get someone, I'm going to use the God-fearing trait. You may get someone who's God-fearing. And you miss it, it. When I say that, it sounds so good. However, you know what? I, I, I could marry you and I say, you're too religious mm -hmm. for me. <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that could be a problem. <laughs> I, I need you to loosen up. A little bit. And so sometimes we, not sometimes, very often, I think this is the biggest thing that, that we see, that when you live out those traits, what is it that you're looking for? And very often people don't know what that part is. Right. And a lot of times you don't put behaviors to the to the titles that you are you are actually putting out there. So God-fearing, if we, if we stay with that, if you're saying God-fearing, then... What does God fearing look like to you? Because what it looks like to me and what it looks like to him, fortunately for us, it's very much the same thing. And when we got married, we were very clear. As a matter of fact, something that is considered a God fearing trait in our faith was almost a deal breaker for us. Mm -hmm. We almost didn't get married behind, mm -hmm. except we, we were, we just, and it was you a little bit more. We pushed. You know, like, wait a minute. Okay. And we were very clear on what the um, standard and the expectation was going to be. be. Right. And, that and, and once I had the clarity of what he was saying, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I can do that. But I'm not doing that. Right. <laughs> but and, and, <laughs> but, we were, but 
but we were very, very clear. clear. We had to be very clear. And, you know, at first it was a matter of, wow, I'm looking at you. I'm like, mm, okay, how are we going to change this? And I'm like, and change so, what? And right. And so, and then what we came to an understanding is when we were able to meet, not necessarily in the middle, I want you to be able to keep, be you, but I want you to be you up under the banner of what you say you believe. And we, and, and we agreed on what right. that is. What that, would, uh, what that is and what that would be. Right. But then that's when, people are, when people are looking for love and they're talking about somebody that is compatible with them, then they need to look at um, the actually talk about the details of what that love look like and not just about concepts. Exactly. exactly. Because exactly. concepts are good for, ev for everyone. Who doesn't love love? Who doesn't want to be loved? But the way I want it, the way you want it, the way you want it, it's all something totally different. And mm -hmm. we have to be clear about, about what that is. I think that's the biggest thing that we see that, that people do. Mm -hmm. um, and looking for love, you know, and, and when, when it comes out, you know, they have these lofty ideas of what they want. And then, but the lofty ideas turn to being thirsty. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's like, I got this idea, but okay, you will do. Mm. But because, because I like you so much, I'm going to make you who I want you to be. I'm going to turn you into my ideal. I see you. I see that you're blue and my ideal is red. But, you know, you're kind of reddish with just with a blue, blue tint. You know? <laughs> but that brings up another question as to which is a very thin line. What is how do you determine that line between compromise and settling? Negotiation. Really, it's about negotiation. How much of yourself are you willing to compromise and to discuss that? Because the marriage is going to ask you for even more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because the marriage is not even present yet. Exactly. It's just the two of you so far. So be very realistic about what it is that you're going to compromise and going in. And know that once you marry, the marriage is going to test you. Right. Man. The dictate <laughs> some of these things. You know, it, it's not an all me or not all me and no you or all you and no me. There is going to be a sense of compromise that takes place. So what I would say is the magic word here, if lack of another term, is negotiation. You know, I have my thoughts. You have your thoughts. Our thoughts not really meeting somewhere. So where do we meet in the middle that we have a win-win situation and we don't compromise our values? Okay, and that's what I was going to, to say is, for example, if I decide that I don't want to marry anyone who has children under the age of three, and I meet this wonderful man and he has three children all under the ages of three. <laughs> but I like him. <clears throat> but you know what your value is. And if that is your value, don't switch it up for him. Because what you've done is you've compromised yourself. So if you make the decision that this is what my value is, or this is what my principle is, then stick to it. Because too often, later people regret. 
not holding to your values. Your values are very important. And those things really don't change. If I value education, you know, if I value budgeting, if, you know, if I value family, if you ask me that when I'm 35, I will probably tell you the same thing when I'm 55. Values are very, very consistent. So don't toss them to the wind because of another person. Mm, That is really, really important. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 New Haven, Connecticut. We're streaming live on newhavenindependent.org as well as the Fit Muslimah fan page. And you can tune in because we are talking black love and marriage with that clay couple, Hassan and Naila Clay, who are the ASEAN Ruby D of marriage counseling. I like that. You could be called once. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is true. So when we, so I, I was excited for this particular interview because everybody on social media knows that my two oldest sons are now going through this process of getting ready to get married. Um, they are listening in because they are making sure that I don't tell too much of their business. <laughs> no, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> However, no, I'm not going to tell their business. So, but I think that it has been a very interesting process for us because although as parents, we have always tried to um, exemplify what a healthy marriage look like and what love looks like. Um, when we talk to them about um, planning and getting to know the other person, we really have to give them more specifics and not just assume that they've been paying attention to us all of these years. Mm -hmm. So as a person gets ready to kind of like make that decision that this is the person I want to spend the rest of my life with, what are some of the things that you suggest that they really talk about in detail in order to, to make a lasting relationship? Because ideally, you want this to be the rest of your life. Right. Well, and and since we're talking young couple, young young adults at this point. Who very who, well may not know some things right. about themselves yet. Right. I, I think it would be important that we do make that distinction as we begin to talk. Because I don't want anybody who's been through the ring, you know, in an arena a couple of times or even a time before to get this misunderstood. Um, they don't have, they, they really don't have the experience and they don't have um, the knowledge of even themselves. They're going to continue to learn themselves. And I think they need to be patient, learn patience. And to be, to leave an open, an open loving space mm-hmm. for that growth to happen. Mm-hmm. So if I was, if I would say, what would be your alert? And I don't want it to have a negative slant, mm-hmm. but your alert would be if you were going to ensure that you're with your partnering and you're aligning yourself with someone who is not um, limiting on what your future options may be. Because I I may right now I may feel like, OK, when I marry you, I want to be a housewife and I want to stay home. 
you know, when I, I start having babies. And I may choose to do that. But, you know, after I have babies, I want to go to work. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you you want someone to homeschool your children? Mm. Who? who? Who's going to do that? Mm. <laughs> because I'm planning on going to school. <laughs> and, and if I never go to ensure that the two of you have these conversations mm-hmm. about what the possibilities exactly. could be, because... If my not going to school, I give you the example that happened to um, someone you were working with. She said she wanted to go to school and he agreed. However, he only wanted her to go to school online. Mm. And she wanted her, the program that she desired was one that required her to go to the brick and mortar, to go to the campus. And they didn't have this discussion. And of course, she was very resentful. Mm-hmm. You said I could go to school. But no one, I mean, you think, oh, you're okay with me going to school? Great. He's such a great guy. Mm-hmm. And then I married him, and mm, he smells funny now, you know, because we, we have a, we have a, a, a conflict mm-hmm. here just from not taking that a step further. Mm-hmm. I heard what I wanted to hear. And I'm good with that. You know, and that goes back to what we said earlier tonight, I mean, today, about not getting clarity about. And so we have to teach young people how to get the clarity. And for instance, let's say your 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 sons and they watched you and your husband and you've done a magnificent job. But somewhere along the line, you got something wrong. Mm. How are you able to clear that up with your kids so they know that, okay, this really wasn't the way we got that wrong. We're going to try to correct that. How are you able to communicate that to your children so they know, okay, I seen when mom and dad, or I seen when dad and mom did this, but they come back and tell me, okay, that wasn't really the thing. So, again, it is it's going to be what they learn. And what they what they see, they have a whole lot of things in their mind, the lofty thoughts of what it's going to be. But at that young age, really, is he cute? He cute, you know. And, and he said what I wanted to hear, hear, and he smells so good, you know. His, <laughs> his, mama, his mama taught him something, you know what I mean? Because he's nice. Not, he nice. But he or she won't know what it looks like until they start living together. <laughs> this is very true. My when I got engaged to my husband, my nana, my my father's um, mother, she said, "Well, we were only engaged for six months." And that concerned some of my aunts. And my nana said, "Well, you don't really know nobody till you don't wash their drawers anyway." <laughs> I said the same thing. I, I mean, I, she's a, she she's so wise. You know, your nana was so wise. Changes So let's talk a little bit about so um let's talk a little bit about people who this is not their first time around around the rodeo, right? So I see a lot of people who are really looking for somebody 
for a second marriage or they're older, they're 35 and they've never been married. At that age, what are some of the things that changes about looking for love and looking for someone to share your life with? For me, and I'm going to let Naila really chime in after that because she'll understand what I'm saying, is the transition that's going to take place. When a person, you know, been in a relationship or they hadn't been in a relationship for a very long time, they get a single mindset. And they, they try to make the transition from single to married. But there's a little piece in between that. That they don't get. And that's the unmarried phase. Mm-hmm. You know, and I liken it to you, uh, you, you see the, the man who's been single for a while. His car is a two-seater or he only has a motorcycle. <laughs> he tells you he wants to have children right away. <laughs> <laughs> so you get it. <laughs> You know, he lives in a very nice studio apartment that he loves. And, you know, he's saying he really doesn't want to give it up with his motorcycle sitting in his living room. And here you are, you know, the the single professional woman and half of your bed looks like an office with papers on it. You know, you've you've taken both sides of the walk-in closet and your car is a Mm -hmm. two-seater. And so... When someone else looks at you, looks at you just from the outside, just a quick visual, you look very single. You look like there is no room in your life for someone else. You don't look invited. Mm-hmm. And so there's a, the phase that the unmarried phase that we mm-hmm. have to tweak. We have to start adjusting our life to be unmet, to be from unmarried to married. Mm-hmm. Do you, you know, marriages need friends. When you get married, do you know any married couples? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, start trying to, you know, look around and try to meet, you know, other married people. Because maybe some of those married people also know some single people, you know, that, that may be interested in marriage also. Mm-hmm. But you really do have resources. Exactly. <laughs> they are networks. Mm-hmm. But there is, there is the, the transition in your life. What do you need to start doing with your money? So that your life, your, your money life is accommodating mm-hmm. for another person. Another transition is, is, and this is especially true for men, mm-hmm. um, and even more so for, um, men who are the only males in their family or they are that male, mm-hmm. the one that does things. Right. The one that every woman in the family depends on. Right. It's, how does he need to start making the transition to lose over a little bit to say, you know, I can't come by there just like that yeah. anymore. I have a wife now. And it doesn't mean that you leave your auntie hanging. It just means that, you know, y'all start looking for and planning and making some other options and some other alternatives because his life is is about to change. Mm-hmm. For instance, I'm, I'm going to show you something. For instance, and Nick, we had a client that uh, he was, you know, friends and they look like family, really. And so he was up in another woman's house hanging a curtain. He, he was he had been engaged to this woman, but their mothers 
were, were best They're, friends. Right, were best were friends. Best, were best friends. But they didn't marry. He was now married to someone else. else. Mm-hmm. And because of the friendship and the family connection, they called him and said, come over here and can you fix the curtains at her house? And of course, of course his wife is like, oh, hold oh. on. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up, wait a minute. What kind of cut is this? Come in another woman's house and put up her curtain. Yeah, and one that he was in, engaged to. Right. Wow. <laughs> and so but this goes to that there wasn't a lot of preparation. <laughs> right. There was a you know, we're talking about some, fam- you know, family members. They require some training, too, mm-hmm. because you're a new person now. You are a married person, and right. they don't know you as a married person. Right. And you have to start that process really before you get married, because it's going to be a hard transition for you to be able to do it. And now you're married. And then because then your your spouse looks like the bad person. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Training, you have to start this training of those who are around you before you get married. And I'm not saying you have to be mean or evil or whatever the case may be, but you have to start the training process of getting them prepared because I am looking for a wife and I need to make sure that she knows that she has the room in my life. For another example, we have another client who Every, you know, he was, they were just in talks, excuse me, they were just in talks, but he wouldn't talk to her or couldn't even see her. But his mom, he had a lunch with her every day, mm-hmm. every day. You see what I'm saying? Every day. And she yeah, tried to they, figure were, out, they were, in, they were planning to, to marry. Right. They and were in like, our pre, I know you talking Right. About. And it's like, how do you do that? How we're in the premarital education course with Hassan and Naila. I don't hear from you often, but you're with your mother every day. And his response, because we did discuss it, mm-hmm. he said, You don't have to get over that. Those are his exact words. Wow. <clears throat> So in it, he's not really making room for a wife. For a wife. Mm. He's yeah. already married. Right. And, and and so what really what it really becomes, and I hope this is a lewd how I say this, but what it becomes is you know, people start looking for jump offs. Mm. They're not looking for marriage, they're really looking for jump offs. Mm. And so what what also happens when you get on my nerve. Instead of putting in the work to get right with each other, we're going to argue until I done got tired of you, then I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have lunch with my mom. Then I, and, <laughs> and then, you know, you become, then the relationship becomes dispensable. Then that's when you start seeing people rotating marriages, mm-hmm. getting in this relationship, out of that relationship, in this relationship, out of this relationship, in this relationship, you know. And so that's a person still living. The single life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That all of that is like stuff that is like so on point. And would have never even like thought of that as a transition. That's just like really good. So now a person is married. Um, and once they get married, you know, it's always you often hear this kind of like, you know, it starts off with all lovey lovey and then the love part fades, right? So how do you 
keep your love alive inside of the marriage? I think the first thing is, is that to realize that sometimes and just really accept that love dies. That, you know, we all hear people say, my faith is low right now. My cash is low right now. You know, everything in our life does diminish. It reduces at some point. Time. Your health may decline. Your immune system may become weakened just from a cold. Do know that your love will do the same thing. What needs to be consistent is your commitment to the marriage. And just as faith is restored and your bank account can be replenished and you can recover your health, you can do the same thing with your love. But there are things that are just in life that are just going to cause it to do that up and down. Right. So I, I, I would like to change the, the term of dead, uh, dies, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I like the low, the end and flow of the low and high better, right? Because, it, I mean, dead is, dead is so final, right? You know what I mean? So, it's never like it's back. never coming back. You know what I mean? You know, it's not like cats in the nine live deal, you know what I mean? But I don't, I still don't understand that. But one of the things, and I think Naila hit a great point in the ebb and flow or the lows and highs of everything in life and how you restored all those things back, you were deliberate, mm. you know, with what you did. You deliberately went out there and worked extra hard. You tightened up, you just tightened up your waist strap, you know, and your belt and, you know, you cut some corners or cut some ends off to be able to replenish your bank account or whatever the case may be. You start exercising a little bit more. You watch a fit, fit Muslima, you know, and, and you know, you get your health back together and you do a lot of things deliberately. Your love requires, your love requires the same thing. It's work. You know, I had a client this week when I told him, you know, one of the things we, I also do some work in the prison system. And so one of the things I tell him about work is work is the exertion of physical and mental energies to accomplish or achieve your task. It doesn't, it doesn't have an attachment to money to it. Work is work. And work is going to be the same universal. So if you're going to go to work for someone, you're going to work on your marriage, you're going to work with your kids, you're going to work whatever it is that you're going to do, you need to do work, it still has the same definition. And it takes you to be deliberate. And when you see it, you just can't haphazardly think it's just going to fall uh, fall right in place. Even playing the lottery takes you to deliberately go in there and buy that ticket. Mm. You see what I'm saying? You know, so it still takes some work. If you are just tuning in, you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM on your radio dial in New Haven, Connecticut. We are also streaming live on newhavenindependent.org and our Fit Muslimah fan page, as well as we are on New Haven Independent fan page. We are talking about Black love with that Clay couple, Hassan and Naila Clay. And I just want to remind you guys of a couple of things if you're lo logging on online. So. Facebook has changed their analytics. And if you want to continue to see the live shows streamed and notified on your Facebook page, I'm going to need you to comment in the comment section. <laughs> so that's 
that's my little social media plug because Facebook actually only is going to show you the things that you are interested in and they are going to determine your interest by you liking it, you sharing it and you commenting on it. And so if you want to know more about um, what we stream live with every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m., then you're going to need to comment, like and share this video. So that's my little Facebook plug as we continue to talk about black love. So I would be remiss if I did not ask you, since we are since I entitled the show Black Love, tell me what is your view on is black love different than other types of love? I don't know about other type of love because I've never been in love with anybody but a black woman. You know, um not right now. I don't know about anybody else's love. I just know how we love. And I like it. <laughs> I, I like it. So, you know, um, I, you know, I have my own thoughts about entitlement and different things, which I, I can't stand other people's entitlements. So I'm just going to say it that way. Right. <laughs> But I love our entitlements. I think we we are entitled to each other. And that's what I was going to, to say. That I you know the, the first people who loved me were black. So that that's the exchange, that's the energy, that's the culture that I know. And I do believe and you use the word entitlement, babe, mm -hmm. but the other word that I have for it is an accountability. Mm. Okay. When I love you, you know, my mother used to say, or my, my sisters used to say about my mother, is mama loves hard. You know, black people, we love hard. You know, and, and that accountability, mm -hmm. I said I love you, and I'm going to show up. Mm -hmm. And if I loved you, I got you, exactly, if I loved you at any time, you get to collect, it's like a coupon that doesn't expire. If mm -hmm. I loved you at any time, you got that from me. Even when we beefing, you have that. You, you still got that, that from, from me, me. Mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I said I said I love you. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, for me, I, I because there's so much accountability and, and duty with that. I don't throw that out to everyone, mm -hmm. but for those that I have made that conscious and deliberate decision about. They got that from me all day, every day. And so if I and if I feel that way on a, a communal basis, I definitely feel that way on Sorry. a on a on a on a, a relationship with my wife. You see what I'm saying? I, I I really how can I give anything to the community that I can't give to my yeah. wife? Mm. I have first started here. I have to give my best of it. Right here. here. Mm. You know, so I, you know, if I say black love, you know, I don't know any other type of love. Mm, mm. I like that. I like that. So we are, we, we have about five minutes left to the show. And I want to make sure that um, people know how they can reach out and communicate with you and continue to follow you. So you'd have a couple of things that you help people with. You do premarital counseling and marriage counseling, correct? 
Yes. So uh, tell us a little bit about your premarital counseling. Is that in person? Is that online? How does that work? Everything that we do can be done in at our own office here in Metro Atlanta, or because obviously we have clients on five continents, we make a way to to reach people mm-hmm. online. So everything that we do can also be done online. Um, because I am a therapist, I do all types of, of um, counseling across the mental health spectrum. There may be addictions that that um, may uh, be depression, any type of mood disorders, parenting, um, and, and separately we do have our own individual um, clients. So <laughs> we run the gamut of counseling. We do have our premarital education course that is stamped and approved by the state of Georgia, but we made that stuff for ourselves. That's our curriculum. <laughs> and, it, and, and, and truthfully, it ensured that it encompassed the, the state's requirements, but we were very specific about being inclusive of things that we know that relate directly to our, well, our culture. Right. Because we do know that there are different dynamics and things that have to be looked at mm-hmm. within within our, our culture. Mm-hmm. So we, we have included that um, as well. Right. We have, and, and part of our marriage counseling, uh, which I think is phenomenal, uh, I don't know many uh, people who do it our way, um, we tag team it. Right, because our individual clients, we do them separately. Mm-hmm. But for marriage, I don't care. I don't care what faith you are, what color you are, right. where you come from. If you are a couple, you get couples counseling, counseling. from mm-hmm. another couple. Right. That that's across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, we do online classes tonight. We have a talk to me couples class. <laughs> um, I'm that, looking forward to that. You know. <laughs> uh, I have a um, a women's group that I do call Worthy Women Wins. It's about mm-hmm. women making sure that they're worthy and they're serving up wins in their own life. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we do speaking engagements. We're actually, we're, we're not going to talk too much about it. We're planning something mm-hmm. special um, coming up soon. Soon. <laughs> yeah, with another And so how do people find you? Do you have a website? Yes, yes. www.thatclaycouple.com. You can find us that at thatclaycouple.com. Yes, and that clay couple, just, just, just keep that in your head. Because yeah, right. you can hashtag it, you can type it in, you can put it together, you can separate it. And we come <laughs> so before we uh, let you guys go, one, I want to thank you. This was like just so it was one. It was fun. You are such a fun couple. <laughs> I absolutely love it. And, you know, I love you because I follow you on faith. Now, I've been married for um, 25 years, but I still listen every time they go live. And <laughs> if I miss it, I'm listening because it's just you always learn something every time you listen to their live conversations. Um, and discussions. So it's always really informative. So if you don't follow them, definitely want to go and follow them. Um, what? Leave us with some parting advice. What? What do you? What do you? Um, advise us in order to help to restore, replenish, and find love. I would like to say this because I was going to say this a little earlier, and then I'm I'm not going to try to be long so Naya can get in as well. 
is you, is him or her, is the relationship. And the relationship is what needs to be built. It needs to mature. And then both of you feed it. And both of you feed the relationship. Or you starve it. Exactly. <laughs> and so if it doesn't, if you're trying to get all of you and not put into the relationship, you may grow, but your relationship doesn't. And then you wonder what happens to the relationship. So that's going to be my thought. And I, I would say that, that that is a perfect example. Just know that the effort that you put into even yourself, in everything that you put in, into yourself individually and everything that you put into the relationship, those things are not separate. Your life feeds your relationship. And this is where we have to make conscious and, and deliberate decisions about choosing not to starve this entity that we have agreed upon. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> in, because in marriage is, right, because marriage is the only thing that is, is one of the things that was designed and instituted by God. And has a, so much accountability to it. And it's, and, and it's, and it's beautiful. And mm -hmm. we have so many other relationships that, that, you know, in life. We have, you know, parent, child, and those are natural. You know, those things that, that, that come by by birth. Mm -hmm. But this one, it just created something special off to the side, you know, between two people so they could come together and, mm -hmm. and create the and, and create a love like no one else has. Mm -hmm. It's the two of you. And this is something to be to, to, to be revered, to be respected, and to re even appreciate because it's a gift. Because he didn't have to give it to us. Exactly. It is truly a gift. And so there's a lot of accountability to ensure that one of the, that we respect God by respecting the gifts that he gives us. I want to thank you so much for joining me. I, we, I appreciate you. I love you. I think that you are just awesome sauce. I do. Uh, that's just the idea. That's the best thing I can say. You're just awesome sauce. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining me. And I want to thank all of our listeners for listening. You've been listening to Mornings with Mubaraka on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, New Haven's home for community radio. And I will remind you, as I remind you every week, go into your week and be a voice and not an echo. Mm. Ah. <laughs>